0: 25% discount on purchasing a class when you enter the offer code JOCK at ABCSafetyTrainings.com. I'm the son of a good man. I'm the child of an angel. I'm the brother of a wild one. And I'm looking for direction. News analysis and opinion. It's the Elijah Hart Show on 93.3 at AM 560 KWTO. So is that all I'm good This is who I am. Welcome back to KWTO. Joining us now on the show, fundraiser in Missouri, Casey Burns. Every day on the show, we do a question of the day, question of the day today. What's the first race, the first candidate you were eligible for and remember voting?
1: The first, well, the first race I remember is a far different story. I was in. Uh, fourth grade during the first Bush presidential campaign, which is what got me interested in politics. Uh, the first race I was eligible voting in was um, Roy Blunt for U.S. Senate in 2010.
0: There you go. Senator Blunt.
1: All right. Casey
0: Burns, you do fundraising all over the state of Missouri for Republicans. Let's walk through a few of these state ride races because there's not that many people who have their thumbs on the polls of Missouri voters Like you do. Let's start in the all important Secretary of State's race. Who's going to win that race in August?
1: Well, I am biased to the Green County candidate, Shane Scholler. Who doesn't love Shane? I
0: will tell you something about Shane you probably don't know. His son, Johnny Scholler, may be the best up and coming actor in Green County. And I bet you didn't know that. I did not. You want to go see. Whether it's stained glass theater in Ozark or Willard's school put on a production of Clue as dinner theater, Johnny Scholler, killer actor.
1: I am gonna have to check him you out. Would be shocked. I would have never. I've, I've actually
0: interviewed Johnny on the show because he's that good.
1: That's fantastic. Oh yeah. All
0: right, Shane. You think Shane wins this race? Let's talk about well, how's he gonna win because Caleb Brown's got some got got some cash, and Adam Schwadron's got that whole St. Charles, St. Louis County thing. And then you've got Danny Hoskins, who is from Central Missouri. Who's going to win that race?
1: Look, I think Shane has an advantage because he has run statewide before. I understand it's it's been ten years ago, but or eleven now, I guess. Uh, but the Republican primary electorate are mostly, you know, m- older folks who who are going to re- hopefully remember that name. Um, Shane has a fantastic grassroots network um, throughout the state. I think you can't go anywhere in Greene County, which is a very viable voting base for a Republican primary electorate, um, and not not hear mentions of Shane. So he's working really hard um, to put together a good campaign. I know we we can talk about Caleb and, and the money advantage he may have, uh, but generally – running on a more moderate message in a Republican primary hasn't been successful in recent years. So we'll see how that plays out.
0: Uh, ha, You know, for a guy who's running from Southwest, we all know Southwest has a ton of money or ton of votes, but you got to get your, your message out to Southeast and St. Charles. How's, how's somebody like Shane going to do that?
1: Uh, Shane's been pretty active in Southeast Missouri. Also, I don't think there's anyone in the SOS race that's really fighting for that demographic right now uh he spends a lot of time in the st louis area too uh i bet of the 114 counties in the state i'd be shocked if shane hasn't had a presence in at least 90 of them throughout this cycle so far um and frankly it's a you know down ballot race in a really big election year so breaking through on uh, voter contacts might make a real difference here
0: You talk about somebody who's been to every county of the state. Jay Ashcroft has been to all 114 counties seven years in a row, the full grass Give us your take on the gubernatorial race.
1: Well, you know, you and I uh, might differ a little bit. Oh, we differ on a lot (laughs) of races. I I have to say I have been most impressed with the Bill Eichel campaign. Uh, Started as an underdog. A lot of folks thought he was going to ultimately get out and run for lieutenant governor.
0: Then he got punked out by Bob
1: Under. Uh, if, uh, not, not true, not, not true. So Bob
0: Under really sort of like the muscle of the conservative caucus, right? Uh,
1: uh Bob who? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. All, all jokes aside, I think Bill's led the conservative caucus in the, in the Senate in the last, uh, four years. Um, I think if you ask any of those folks who they're, who runs the show, they tell you it's Bill. Uh, Bill not put Jim together, uh, Bill put together a very impressive fundraising quarter. Uh, in the third quarter and I think folks will be uh pleasantly surprised when they see his Q4 numbers also let's talk about so he
0: voted to sell Missouri farmland to China for non-farm purposes is that going to be a problem in the race
1: uh have have we seen a US senator eric schmidt
0: i did schmidt do the same thing i don't know this was last year in the general assembly
1: uh i think you know i think bill's voting record is consistently incredibly conservative uh, it and the fact that he has a voting record to show those conservative bona fides when two of the three in the race do, um, it, it's no question that Bills is is the most conservative.
0: Let's talk AG. You've got Andrew Bailey, true son-of-the-soil Missouri guy. Will Scharf got the Federalist Society, Amy Coney Barrett, conservatism. It's a classic race, sort of in-state, out-of-state, conservative versus establishment. How do you break that race down?
1: You know, this race is going to be really interesting, and I I don't professionally have a dog in this fight, uh, so I feel like I can speak very just straightforward about it. I, I think Andrew Bailey is an impressive candidate. I think you meet him, and he is the epitome of a statesman. He speaks like one. He looks like one. He is He's a legitimate war a solid hero, yeah. you know, from rural Missouri. Um. This is going to be, this race is going to be a battle of money. And I think everyone expects Will to be, uh, well funded and better funded than General Bailey. Um, it will, uh, it will depend on how much money Andrew Bailey can raise to get his message out. Uh, he's got incumbency working in his advantage. We've seen people utilize the AG's office recently in recent years, recent cycles to really get some earned media. And Andrew has been able to monopolize on that. So
0: what happens though, obviously Will Scharf is the lawyer for Donald Trump. What happens if Trump endorses Will Scharf? Does that change the dynamics?
1: That'll be interesting to see. I mean, we've seen in States where uh, Trump endorsement has helped and we've seen where it's not been as helpful. Um, and it's since, since president Trump's been out of office, um, do uh, you you'd know better than me if there's if that's potentially on the line or not
0: i mean i i can't imagine his attorney doesn't have at least a path to the endorsement all right like gov you've got bob onder the leader of the conservative caucus you got dean plocker the speaker of the house you got holly Raider, senator and author maybe lincoln huff you never know what's that race look like who's your front runner or is the field not formed up yet
1: you know, that's an interesting one. I think a lot of folks listening to this show would, would like to see Lincoln Huff jump into that race and from a financial perspective, Lincoln is very viable. Um he kind of it, it's the Caleb Browning question, can the money overcome a more moderate message and moderate voting record?
0: You're calling Lincoln Huff a moderate. Scott Fawn would call him a conserv, maybe the most
1: conservative person. In I think Lincoln would be I like honored. How you laugh
0: as we say that.
1: I think Lincoln would be honored to hear me calling him a moderate on this show today. <laughs> uh, he's he's heard far worse. I promise. I always tell him, like Lincoln, come on any time. We'd love to chat. Uh, I think without Lincoln in the race, though, and even if he is, that, that's a variable you can talk through. Bob Anders probably the the favorite right now. I I think he will have nearly limitless finances.
0: That's a that's a pretty good uh when you say limitless finances that's pretty good. Y-
1: yes, I mean his his brother has a mega trial attorney firm in St. Louis. We've seen him drop half a million in in support of him already. Uh I think there's more where that comes from and Bob has historically been a pretty decent fundraiser aside from that. So um I think when he and his wife, Allison, set their heads to something, they're, they're pretty well going to accomplish it. So.
0: Treasurer of Missouri. Nobody thinks about this race, but this one matters because if you look, I always say this over the past 25 years, every statewide office at one point has led to governor. Bob Holden was the state treasurer. He became the governor. Uh, Scott Fitzpatrick, the former treasurer, now the auditor. And listen, we, we got to be honest, in eight years, probably the front runner for governor in the treasurer's race. You've got the appointed. I said Vivek, and you laughed. Is it Vivek? What's the pronunciation of the name?
1: I, I've heard him introduce himself as Vivek. So, um, okay. Unlike the presidential, I go Swami because he's always like Vivek
0: rhymes like cake. So, we'll say Vivek Malik and Cody Smith and Andrew Koenig and Lori. What's her name from wherever? Who's who's the front runner? Who's the front runner? <laughs> Lori. What's her name? Isn't she a I, local well, no, gal? She's not spent money or showed up, so I don't take her
1: seriously yet. Who's the front runner? Uh, look, I think, uh, today the, the front runner is, is Vivek Malik. He's the incumbent. It's a down ballot race. No one knows who the state treasurer is or what they do. I think this race is going to shape up and tighten up drastically. Um, every single campaign that Andrew Koenig has run in, he has been the underdog. He has been underfunded and yet he's won because he's outworked his opponents. Will that translate to a statewide race? We'll have to see, but I wouldn't count him out.
0: What, what I'm most impressed with, and Cody Smith is a local guy, so a quick little shout-out to him, but we had Koenig on uh, the show. I think it was the day Elijah was absent, um, which never, ever happens, ever on this show. Um, but when we had him on, Koenig was the number one guy, I think, who valued FaceTime with constituents in Springfield, and he's a St. Louis guy. And he's been door-knocking, Marshfield- We've had callers from Marshfield and from South Springfield call in and be like, oh, Andrew Koenig knocked on my door. Is that is that a viable statewide strategy?
1: Well, you have to keep in mind that Koenig run, ran in the most contentious reelect in 2020 in the state. And there was about, both sides combined, about $3.5 million spent on his race in St. Louis County. And so the name ID that's still there, I mean, we'll talk about name ID. We can talk governor we can talk sos but the most recent name ID is, is andrew koenig on a statewide level um so he's got that working for him yes it's going to take money in this race but i think that it, it on this ticket as far down as it's going to be and how much those funds are going to be washed out by a presidential campaign by a gubernatorial campaign will knocking on doors make a difference it's worked for him in every other election so far
0: Let's talk about races other than that. You've got a supermajority in the House, supermajority in the Senate. But with the abortion referendum potentially on the ballot, is there a chance Republicans don't reelect a supermajority to either the House or the Senate?
1: I'd say there's a chance Republicans lose one or two seats, which is going to put us on the cusp of a supermajority in the House, right? I think they've got 111 right now um i don't think we lose any senate seats Uh, i've heard folks try and speculate that the 15th in st louis county could get competitive um i mean ultimately we lose caleb Brown's seat but we pick up uh jj rizzo's seat in kansas city we're
0: diving into like the real nitty-gritty sorry that's but but i
1: love it because you're right
0: boone county redrawn it's going to be real tough and if you ask greg keller the communists are going to take over the senate in columbia but in Kansas City, the minority leader, the Democrats, his seat has gotten more Republican and there's a real path there. So maybe a net neutral in the state Senate.
1: Yeah, I think the Senate's a net neutral. I think uh, maybe we lose a supermajority in the House within one or two, but we we've still got a solid Republican majority in both bodies at the end of the day.
0: Uh tell us a little bit there's a couple of open seats that are coming open around the state some state senate seats we had one we just interviewed uh or we're going to interview Carla Esslinger on the show today we're talking about her new position as commissioner of education obviously her senate seat which stretches from West Plains to Branson is going to be open give us uh who's going to be in that who's going to be in that race
1: Well we've seen uh declared is Brad Hudson he was going to challenge Carla in the primary um, I, I, as far as I know, he's still going to w- run in that race. He got an endorsement from Congressman Burleson this week. Uh, I think we'll hear it's not official yet, but I think we'll see Travis Smith, state rep from the West Plains area, get into that race also. Um, Travis and Carla have a great working relationship and I think he will, uh, be quickly well funded. So that's going to be an interesting race to keep an eye on. Since it just emerged,
0: yeah. So let's look long term, and I let's go back to I guess this this abortion referendum. A does it make the ballot? B is it in the primary in the general? And C does it pass?
1: Oh, those are loaded questions. Totally loaded. We don't do the easy stuff here. Oh man, you're 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 killing me with this one. Uh, I I think ultimately we're gonna say no with A. It's not gonna make the ballot. It's easy. To uh, get it, IP language out in front of the voters in Missouri, it is really hard to get the signatures certified and to get something on the ballot. Um, I think, and you've got
0: competing proposals. You've got Jamie Corley from St. Louis, then you got the the Planned Parenthood one, and they both hate each other. You have to have a pre unified message to get on the ballot.
1: If they had a unified message and one proposal. I would say their chances are far greater of getting on the ballot. Uh now fortunately for you and I, pro life Republicans, we're I'm thankful that this is gonna be a struggle for them to do. Uh I think, you know, ultimately it it's not good for for us. It's not good for our candidates, it's not good was for it, the state.
0: Was it Sun Tzu that said you win every battle, you don't fight? There's some quote like that. If they don't make the ballot, we win. That's, That's a right. simple, simplistic argument there. Are so, you pulling up The Art of War? Oh, it, wow. Maybe the greatest non. Listen, in the great, in the pantheon of books, you got the Bible, you got Atlas Shrugged, and you've got The Art of War. That's like my top three. Of all the grief you give me for not watching movies, I have read most of The Art of War because Bill Belichick. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, listen, there's so many life lessons. Casey, have you read The Art of War?
1: I have not read The listen, Art of gonna War. Listen, I'm
0: going to do a fun question. Yesterday on the show, the, the we snake drafted our top four favorite fake bands from movies and TV. So, like, I picked the weddings band in Old School, or we picked, uh, you know, Spinal Tap, or the we didn't pick Spinal Tap. We, we got a lot of flack. Bella Barden or Bella Barden Bella. The Barden Bella is in Pitch Perfect. In Pitch Perfect, you got anything to contribute to that conversation? Your uh, physical looks like looks like
1: now. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not no. a movie person either. Oh, but I, I'm so and, tired. Of and that's okay. Movie people. I'm, I'm that's so okay. not a movie person. How many women do you have come on that can like recite movies from memory? I swear to thing. Chula was throwing down she in men's brains. Jack Main
0: from uh, the Bradley Cooper character from uh, what Star is, is Born. From the Star is Born is one of her favorites. So. There
1: is the the movie Bring It On. There is a great... Oh, it's a real band, right? The Clash. I, I, he makes Clash a mixtape with The with the Clash. Okay, that's real. I got nothing then. Casey, if anybody wants to follow along
0: with your insightful analysis on social media, or maybe they want to hire a fundraiser,
1: how do they follow you on the internet? Uh, my Twitter thread is pretty much only about professional things I do. So follow me there. It's at... Don't Casey. go to the OnlyFans account. <laughs> that's going to get me fired from my clients. <laughs> Um, that is at Casey Ivon C A S E Y E V O N. Shoot me a message, whatever you can. You can find my best professional content on on Twitter. Very good. We'll be right back. While well, it's the question day, don't forget five oh five debate with the
0: Democrat with Jeff Smith, and then at five twenty, Carl Aslinger, the next commissioner of education.